Hello and welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Energy Podcast. Not a full episode here this week. Unfortunately, we did run into a couple of issues. So Azul is already in Japan. He traveled there uh, this past weekend to get ready for the World Championships in Yokohama. And I'm currently sitting in the airport. It is 5 a.m. on Tuesday morning. And we normally record Monday nights, and that was our plan. We were going to record Monday nights still, just like we always do, because it would be daytime for Azul, and it would be, you know, our normal time for me. But there was a bad storm at my house, and we lost power. And we lost power pretty much for the entire night. I think it just came on. My wife texted me at 4.30, whenever I was already at the airport, that power had come back on. So we did not get to record our full Worlds episode, which we're pretty bummed out about. But we did want to still get something out there. So what we've done for this week's episode, I guess this week's feature, this week's special, something like that. We're not going to call this a full episode. We just went through some predictions for what we think is going to happen at the World Championships. A mix of the decks we think will do well, the players we think will do well, where those players will be from. All kinds of fun predictions. So Azul and I, uh, he I have not seen his predictions. He's already sent them to me, but he obviously recorded his before me, so he did not see mine. So we will, uh, yeah, we'll see whenever I'm editing this together how similar or different our predictions are and uh, who next week, whenever things are all said and done, who was a little closer. I appreciate everyone for understanding that we couldn't get the full episode out this week. I promise we tried. I waited until very late at night. Power did not come back on. So I said, we just got to try to figure something else out. This is what we came up with. Hope it is good enough. So Azul is going to read off the first question, give his answer, and then I'll give my answer after that. What are going to be the top three most played decks in day two of Worlds? I'm going to have to go with Gardevoir, of course. It'll probably be the most popular deck in day two. I'm going to go with Lost Tina. Been a really popular deck lately. I think the trend is going to maintain. I actually think Chi and Pao also been a very popular deck online. I think that'll also maintain going to the World Championships, and that'll be the third most popular deck, but not by a whole ton. Probably about 12%. percent you have stuff like Mew, Lugia, maybe an Arceus deck around 10 to 8%. So Chi and Pao's not going to be like head and shoulders above the uh, above everything else, but I think Lost Tina and Guardi will be a decent a decent bit more popular than most of the other decks. So the top three meta share decks for day number two. I'm going to predict in those top three decks. Number one is Gardevoir. Even though I think it won't be as dominant as it was at NAIC, I think it is still the number one deck and I think most people agree and I think that will be shown at the biggest tournament of the season. I think Lost Tina will be number two. It's a deck that neither Azul or I is like a massive fan of, but you can't really understate its popularity right now and how much popularity it gained in the last couple weeks. So I think we will see a decent amount of Lost Tina. And number three, I've got Arceus question mark probably Arceus Giratina it could be an Arceus Umbreon deck I honestly think both of those archetypes are going to be really close and I think Arceus um is is going to be really popular I think if you combine all Arceus variants it actually would be the most popular deck in day two of the tournament but obviously Arctina and Arc Umbreon are pretty different decks in the way that they play so I think it makes the most sense to to split them up uh, so Arceus something in the third spot. Which one? I, I, if I have to pick one, I'll say Arceus Giratina. Highest placing former world champion. I'm going to go a pretty safe pick here. I'm going to pick Shintaro. Has won worlds before. Got second place at worlds as well. One of the best players in the game. And we're here in his home country, Japan. So I think Shintaro is going to show out and uh, do very well at worlds this year. There's quite a few former world champions competing at this tournament. 
but I think I'm going to pick the 2018 world champion, Robin Schulz from Germany. Robin's had a pretty solid season, and he's just a really overall consistent player, really strong player coming out of Europe. Um, so I think he, he's going to have a good run. I, I would predict him to have a really good finish. Not sure if he'll be a two-time world champion, but I think he'll have a solid finish. I'm going to go with him for my highest placing former Worlds winner. What region will win Worlds? Well, I plan on winning Worlds this year, so I'm going to have to go with U.S. and Canada because uh, I'm from the U.S. Next for what region will win, I'm going to go with Japan. They're in their home country the first time ever. I think that it makes a lot of sense that they would have an overall pretty good showing. So I'm going to go with Japan, someone from, from the homeland getting the win. Highest placing Lost Zone Giratina deck. Now, I haven't been a big fan of this deck for a while, and I'm still not a huge fan of it. A lot of good players think the deck is pretty good. It's been very popular lately. But I think the, world's, the World Championships will expose this deck for how good it really is, and I don't expect it to place higher than a top 32 at the World Championships. This next prediction is the highest placing Lost Tina. Once again, a deck that neither Azul or I has been a massive fan of traditionally. Um, but I'm going to give it a top four finish, mostly just due to the sheer numbers. Like, I think the deck is still, like, it is a fine deck, but I think there are a lot of problems. But I think a good player piloting it, hitting, you know, the right matchups, getting the solid, correct draws, the, the right sequence of lost zone decisions could definitely make a deep run. I'm going to give Lost Tina a top four. What deck are people underrating right now? That's a little bit of a tough one, uh, but I do think it is actually the two most popular decks from NAIC, Guard War and Turbo Lost Box. Everyone respects these decks as being top decks. They are very good decks. They will be reasonably popular at Worlds. Guardian will probably be the most popular deck, but I don't think they're either of those decks are being heavily looked at as far as decks that people are looking to tech for or trying to make sure that they can beat going into the tournament uh, above some of the other stuff. To me, I think the deck that people are underestimating right now is Lugia. I've seen a lot of people online just straight up calling Lugia a bad deck, and I really don't think Lugia is bad. I think Lugia would be a solid play for this tournament, to be honest. I think it does fine against the Arceus decks, which is maybe one of the more important things to be able to have an answer to. I think it does pretty decently against Chien Pao. If you go first, you just kind of can win the prize race. And if you go second, you can try to get some stuff in with the boss Baxcalibur. Um, it has a fine Lost Box matchup. The Guardian matchup is kind of the big question mark for me, but I think Gardevoir is only going to be playing less uh, Temple of Sinnoh, potentially, and I also think there will be less Spiritomb, which is also another card that's really annoying for Lugia. So with those two things being considered, uh, I actually think Lugia is really solid right now for this tournament. So um, don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. Lugia could do pretty well. What low-tier deck has the highest chance to make top cut? I'm going to go with Sable's Art on this one. There's not really that many low-tier decks that are actually powerful enough to probably make a run at World. I think Sable's Art is probably one of them, though. That's why I'm going to go with it. I think Sable's Art is still pretty solid overall. I kind of feel like it's in that Lost Zone tier, uh, Lost Zone Tina category for me, where it's just like a couple points from being, being considered a good deck. Um, so if something like a Sable's Art made top eight, I wouldn't be surprised, um, but it's definitely not something I would expect. Next, we're doing what low tier or tier three deck, I guess, has the best shot to make top cut. So this would be anything you'd put in kind of that tier three or lower category. And to me, I think that is actually Maridon. No secret, Maridon is a deck that I have been a pretty big fan of traditionally. Um, 
I think it's solid, and I think that it's good against Arceus, which is, like I said earlier, one of the more important things going into this tournament, and it can do just fine against all the other two prize decks. It's probably the most aggressive deck in the format, pretty much the only thing that can take one-hit knockouts on Pokemon V turn one besides Fusion Mew, so I think Maridon, a good build, solid player, has a pretty decent chance. I don't, I don't know if I should say a decent chance, but I, I would say that uh, of the low-tier decks, it's got the best chance to make top cut. That's the one I at least that's I'm hoping for. I've got my fingers crossed for Maradon. What deck will win the World Championships? I'm going to go with Gardevoir on this one. Gardevoir is still by far the best deck in the format. Definitely one of my top considerations to play at the World Championships. And uh, yeah, if I ended up playing Gardevoir at Worlds, I wouldn't be disappointed uh, in my deck pick uh, as far as that goes. Because it is overall the best deck in the format. So definitely the most likely deck to win the World Championships, I think. What deck is going to win? The big question everyone's asking. And I'm going to stick to my guns here with the prediction that Japan would win. I think it's going to be a Japanese player playing Mew VMAX. And I think Mew VMAX is still solid enough right now. I think there will be a little bit less Spiritomb. It's kind of just up in the air to me how much people will respect Mew. And I think that if people do not respect Mew, there's a decent shot that, that it can run the table. Um, very strong deck, very consistent. So, yeah, we'll see. Mew VMAX for the win. A Japanese player piloting it. That was That's my call, at least at the moment. Not sure what Azul's prediction is going to be. Probably himself playing. Who knows what he said, but no. <laughs> and lastly, where will we be going next year for the Pokemon World Championships? I'm going to go with Spain, which has been kind of the predicted location for the World Championships because it does kind of tie into the Scarlet and Violet video game location. So I'm going to go with that. They did it for London with Sword and Shield. Wouldn't be surprised to do them again with it doing going uh, going to Spain for uh, next year's Worlds for Scarlet and Violet. And it's an excuse for me to want uh, for me to go to Spain if the Pokemon GCG World Championships are there because I would love to go there and check it out. And that's going to do it. All right, Chip from the future here who realized he forgot to do our last prediction, uh, which was the prediction of where Worlds is going to be next season. They, of course, always announce next season's Worlds in the closing ceremony of the current World Championships. At least that's what they've traditionally done in the last few years. I think I said the word traditionally like five times in this like short little segment. Someone give us a traditionally counter. I noticed that when I was editing this video. Um, so yeah, I think that we are most likely coming back to the United States. That would be my prediction as far as what city in the United States we got a Los Angeles Regional Championships, which I think a lot of people did not expect was going to happen. So I'm going to go to the other coast, the other big city. I'm going to go with New York City. Never been a major Pokemon tournament in New York. So a New York City World Championships, I think, would be super, super cool. Uh, I imagine a Statue of Liberty Pikachu, you know, something like that for the world's plush. So I think there's so much they could do with it. Um, there's few more American cities than New York. So I would love to see New York City worlds. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, once again, I appreciate everyone understanding the difficulty this week. We wanted to get something out. Hope that our little predictions here for the last second were enjoyable. If you want to catch the World Championships action, be sure to check it out on the Pokemon YouTube and Twitch channels. I will be casting, Azul will be playing, so you can keep up with both of us throughout the course of the weekend. You can also do that 
on x.com. You can follow me at Chip Ritchie, Azul, at Azul GG, Azul underscore GG, excuse me. And the podcast is at Uncommon underscore Energy. Also, we are unfortunately not going to be doing a Patreon bonus episode this week because there's no main episode. So really sorry to our patrons, um, but I hope everyone is understanding that this situation was uh, unpredictable, you could say. We will try to do, uh, we're planning to do a in-person episode next week recorded from Japan. So that is our plan. Hopefully all those things come to fruition. I've got all this camera equipment with me going to Japan, so hopefully we make it work. Thanks so much for the support, guys, and we'll see you in Yokohama.